Hello and welcome to Home Educating Wildlings. I'm Kiki, a home educating mum to two very loud, playful wildlings in the middle of England, UK. This podcast shines a light on this beautiful no school life choice and is here to encourage you on your home education journey because the tide is turning for many, many more families who seek a different direction. So whether you're new to home educating, thinking about it, or you're already forging your own home ed path, thank you for joining me. However you're lifing and learning right now, I'd love to connect. You can find me over on Instagram at Kiki and the Wildlings or visit my website at educatingwildlings.co.uk. Community is hugely important to me, so if you enjoy this episode, I'd be so grateful if you could leave me a rating or a short review and those all-important shares over on social media. Thank you so much. So today on episode three of Home Educating Wildlings, I really wanted to focus on time, how precious time is, how home education gives you and your children, your family, the gift of time. We live in a society where time is the most precious currency we have. I love the quote, when asked what's the biggest mistake we make in life, the Buddha replied, the biggest mistake is you think you have time. Time is free, but it's priceless. You can't own it, but you can use it. You can't keep it, but you can spend it. And once it's lost, you can never get it back. I'm a big believer in making the most of our time in the best way we possibly can. To feel empowered by our choices and to spend the time with the people we love and doing the things we are passionate about. Yet the world we live in today has left most people feeling poorer than ever when it comes to their time. Parents, friends, teachers, family members, everyone is stretched for time. None more so than our children. The main reason we decided to home educate was to take back their time. Time to spend not only together as a family, but time to invest in the things we all individually love. Time to adventure in nature, explore diverse places, meet people of mixed ages and dive deep into our interests. Time to really connect with one another. Time to spend on our own to explore our thoughts and to truly get to know ourselves. Time to think freely, to dream and time to nourish our souls. The year of 2020 made us focus on living for each day at a time. No big goals, no pressures, just slow, beauty-seeking, simple days, rich with conversation and connection. Now fast forward nearly two years and I'm still intentional about this way of life. I am so grateful for these days with my boys. It is such precious time. The thought of sending them to school breaks my heart. All that time apart, our time. I don't want to miss all these beautiful big and small moments because I know it will all be gone too soon. But most importantly, this is their time, their childhood. I'm not going to ask them to give it up for a system that can't honour their individual needs and interests. Our wildlings are free to use their time as they choose in play, passion projects, discovery, daydreams, family time, nature, stories and so much more. They have their emotional, social, educational, developmental and physical needs met. They get to pace themselves without the pressure or coercion of school. They are self-directed learners and they choose how they learn. We sadly live in a society, in a world, where we are obsessed with time. 
but not always for the good. We are conditioned to live our lives by some random timeline, a timeline that does not honour our developmental needs, it does not honour our passions, and it does not give us what we need to fulfil our true purpose in life. So much of our time and our children's childhood is already mapped out for them. Many go to preschool at just two or three. Most start school at the age of four. Most then go to secondary school at the age of 11 or 12 to then go on to do their exams, their GCSEs at the age of 15, 16 and then maybe on to their A-levels at the age of 17, 18 and then perhaps going to university at 18, 19. But the truth of all of this is nobody should be telling us when we're ready to do these things because actually we don't have to do them at these set timescales. We don't have to do preschool at all. We don't have to send our kids to school at four. They could go at five, at six, at seven or not at all. They don't have to go to secondary school. The truth is they can go any day of any year when you're ready, when they're ready. They can leave school on any day of any year. And the same goes for exams because one of the biggest fears of adults with their children is what about their GCSEs? I get asked that time and time again. I want to home educate but I'm so afraid of their GCSEs. And for many it's years away. Who knows what path they might take to get there? Now the beauty of home education, and I've spoken to many parents who are much further along the line than I am, their children are able to take exams when they are ready. They might be absolutely obsessed with science and therefore they take their science GCSEs at just 13 because they're passionate about it, they're ready to do this. Then they realise that they want to become a scientist, so okay they're going to have to do their maths GCSE. They might not be ready when they're 14, 15, so they may wait till they're 16. But in the meantime, they've discovered a love of the environment and of geography and maybe history. And so therefore, they will decide when they get to spend their time doing their exams in those areas. And the beauty of it is they can space this out when they are ready. They don't have to take eight to ten GCSEs all in the space of a year. Can you imagine now being asked to do that? At my age, I'm 36, and if someone said to me, you've got a year to learn 10 GCSEs and to sit 20 exams or however many, I would be terrified and I wouldn't be ready and I wouldn't want to do it. So why are we all feeling the pressure that we have to keep following this same route, this same timeline, when it just isn't necessary? Many people will never go to university and they just don't need to. Many people are having successful, happy lives without the academic achievements behind them. They have carved and forged their own life through their own passions and needs. And likewise, many do go on to be fantastic academic students and have degrees and masters and things, but they might not actually ever use those. But for many, they're in heaps and heaps, mountains of debt. And they actually realise that the job they're doing now or the life they're living now, they didn't need to do or follow the path that they did. So let's try and be more focused on what our children's passions are and where they want their career to go. And yes, they may well need qualifications and we can support them with that. Now, I fully appreciate that the majority of career paths do need 
certain qualifications, certain GCSEs, A-levels and degrees in the UK. Um, but there are many, many careers out there that simply don't require those. So instead, if our children are seeking out a career that doesn't, let's give them that encouragement and that support to follow the path they choose because they have years and years ahead of them to come back to those qualifications if they need. I find it so amusing that we're stuck in this system that says that all children must do exams at this particular point in time and this is at a point when they often have no clue what they even want to do when they leave school. So how about let's give them those experiences and that's the beauty of home education that we can we can find those wonderful experiences, we can expose them to people and really give them true insight into what careers might look like for them based on their passions and then from there you know we can support them and encourage them to follow the path whatever that might look like whether that's qualifications or not and remind ourselves that they can do exams any year of their life you know I can go back to university if I want if I want to redo my GCSEs right now at my age I can do that I just think we need to take the pressure off. Now, I want to take you back to your childhood. And for some, it can be hard to even remember this stuff because we have so easily kind of pushed it to the back of our minds and just got on with things. But try and think back to what you were really passionate about as a child and maybe as a teenager. What were those things, if you had the choice, you would spend as much of your time doing instead of having to go to school every day and having to do all the homework in the evening and then perhaps being pushed into the numerous amount of clubs and groups that children are now expected to participate in? Can you imagine if you would have had the freedom and the respect from your parents and peers that you can actually just spend time doing the things you love, self-directing your own education, learning things that you could never possibly learn at school because there simply isn't the time or it's not on the system's agenda. Now, I want to give you an example that recently... We've had a good friend who was a carpenter come to our home and work on a few small projects with us. My eldest son, who, is, who just loves inventing and building and taking things apart, was over the moon to be able to get to spend time with him. He spent time learning about how to simply do, you know, simple life skills of how to build something, the design process, the measurement process, the budget side of things, and then how to actually pull all of those together into a project plan to work out how his time would be best spent on different areas and how he could potentially make money from it. He was fascinated by it and he picked up tips and he um, really took an interest and an appreciation of this carpenter's experience and wonderful wisdom in this particular area. He was full of enthusiasm and excitement by, by this experience. Now, my husband said to me, well, you know, maybe he'll end up being a carpenter. Maybe that's what he'll do. Now, for us, we're not fixated. We don't go on with to our children about what are you going to be when you're older. But obviously, naturally, they take interest in things and they kind of look up to role models or they see things and they think, oh, I want to do that. But what happens if he wants to be a carpenter? And it was a great example of we could put our son through 12, 14 years of school. Um, all hours upon hours of his childhood taken from him 
being forced to do subjects he has no interest in or to be taught in a way that just does not work for him. And at the end of all of that, at the end of potentially having his self-esteem hugely damaged because he was never achieving in certain subjects um, by the school standard and having his confidence knocked in areas and at the end of all of that he comes out feeling like failure because he didn't get those grades and he was always made to feel bottom of the pile and he could come out and then decide to be a carpenter now how about instead he doesn't go to school and instead he spends those 12 14 years experiencing life learning life skills and delving deep into all the things he loves doing playing till his heart's content you know, listening and reading as many stories as he wants, spending time in nature, climbing trees, going to the park, spending time with all of his friends of different ages and just enjoying his childhood and then deciding he's going to be a carpenter and probably have built incredible skills before his peers have even left school. Which would you prefer for your child? I know which one I would prefer. I would rather him make the most and live his childhood to the full potential that he chooses to have joy and love and self-esteem in his heart and then go and choose the thing he wants to do. Now, of course, with many careers, you do need qualifications. But this is an example of why school for so many children is a waste of time. Now, most of us adults didn't get the opportunity to pursue our deep passions and interests as a child because we had very little of our own time. And for children nowadays, that is even more the case. Screen time, competition to be doing all the groups and clubs and more homework, all the expectations eating into the little time most school children get outside of the school hours. Children are being used as little badges of honours for parents and their success is rewarded with praise and presence. But is this really what we want for our children? To only be seen as worthy when winning or achieving or coming top of the class? To be driven by extrinsic motivators and external praise in order to feel good about themselves? What about the small, seemingly trivial stuff that they adore, that has meaning to them? but is seen as boring or unimpressive or not boastworthy to parents and grandparents. What about time to spend on their passions, their play? No matter what that looks like. Electronics, reading, climbing trees, Lego, cooking, inventing, painting, singing. And how much time are they getting to just be? To be alone with their thoughts, to daydream and to explore their inner minds and feelings, to really learn themselves. Because this is where they will find their true purpose. Adults think children need teaching, training and moulding. They are labelled all too frequently and often overscheduled and rarely given the space and freedom to spend time as they choose. It can be so tempting to constantly fill the space, quiet time with stuff. Or perhaps you feel pressured to make the most of every moment together with an activity or steered conversation because you know you need to connect with your kids more. You might want to chat, but does your child want to chat? Let us not seek to constantly control their time. We often do it without even realising. We live in a world where adults and kids are missing out on so much in the moment time that mindfulness, 
where devices are filling this glorious void of time where we could be enjoying our inner minds and getting lost in our thoughts. Children do not need constant activities. They need to experience the here and now, to sit back and watch the world go by. Encouraging our children to simply daydream and wind down and chill out means we have to show them too. It's not always easy and I know sometimes I feel so guilty that there's so much to do around the house and tidy up. But I have to make time for these moments of calm and quiet. It's so nourishing for me and for them. When you slow down and strip things back you realise how your time when given to spend as you choose, can be spent at the things that really matter to you. But that looks different for everyone, and that's the same for children too. Now these little drops each day will really add up. It's incredible how daily, weekly rituals sink in and conversations ignite fires and messages run deep. Slow living is not missing out, on the contrary. It's these slow days, slow moments that enable us all to think, feel and explore ourselves. Without the constant noise and booked up diaries, we can simply be, and this is so important. Too many people are trying to fit too much in and people please, that they don't make time for the still, for the boredom. This is one of the main reasons for choosing this unschooling way of life, to let our children spread their wings and soar in any direction they choose, to watch them dive deep into their latest passion and to be nurtured as much as they need, to have their imperfect selves honoured for the glorious beings they are. The beauty of home education is that you get to set the pace, your children get to set the pace, you can ebb and flow to the needs of your family. You have all the time in the world to spend as you all desire. There is no race, no deadlines, no rules, no pressure. You can live a life of contentment, joy and interest by self-pacing yourselves. You are the keepers of your own time. Our priorities are simple. We make time for nature. We adventure in the great outdoors every day. As Charlotte Mason said, never be within doors when you can rightly be without. We devote time to so much reading. Books bring us together through shared experiences, emotional connection and rich conversation. And hours of our day are spent in play. But what about the learning? Well, we believe learning is life itself. It is all around us. Everything counts. So the amount of one-to-one -one time my boys get for cuddles, conversations and projects is invaluable. We can accomplish so much more in half an hour than a whole day at school because don't forget it's one to one or at least one to two in our house. But in a classroom it's one to say 30 children. We don't need to be inside a classroom to learn nor do we need to be inside at all. Just because children are within the four walls of a classroom does not mean their time is being spent well or efficiently. There's a reason many home educators have said they've achieved a full academic year's curriculum in just six weeks. Whilst we do not follow the national curriculum in our family, we can learn more about, say, the Tudors in a week than a whole term at school because we can make it meaningful and engaging to our children. We experience Tudor buildings and places of significance. We have the time to bring stories alive and reenact them and follow that specific topic in the most vibrant way we choose that is exciting and enriching for each of our children. We don't have a format, nor do we have to learn about it in a set way. We can adapt the learning needs for 
each of our children, we can choose when we investigate it based on our moods and natural rhythms of the day. We can naturally flow into it instead of being forced to learn at a specific time in the week for only a certain amount of time. We can spend hours at it for days on end or we can leave it alone again for a couple of months. The point is we make it work for us. We do it because we are interested and because we choose to spend our time on it. When learning one-to-one or one-to-two in our home, we can really get to the root of a problem, discuss challenges and really drill down deep into, say, a mathematical problem or scientific experiment. It's always fascinating to me the depth of knowledge the children acquire on their own via their own explorations and observations. I am rarely the teacher, but instead their mentor, taking interest in their work, giving them my time to talk through things and ask them heaps of questions about their ideas or celebrate their successes with them. I spend lots of my time observing their interactions, their interests and their unique ways of learning. I will research science and history podcasts and classic literature audible books for my six-year-old so he can broaden his interests and quench his thirst for learning about his favourite topics. I know he needs to be busy designing, building, inventing, taking things apart, experimenting while he laps up all of this information. He is an auditory learner and so unlike me, he can absorb everything he listens to while doing a project. He needs to be moving and doing. School does not cater for children like him. He would be told to sit still and listen because apparently you can't possibly be taking in this information and learning whilst moving which of course is complete nonsense. Instead, if he was in a classroom, he would be sat still. He would be ignoring his bodily needs to move and use his energy. And instead, he would just be purely focused on staying still. And then in return, he would not be able to learn the information that was put in front of him. Now my four-year-old is more like me. He needs quiet pockets of time to focus on his writing. He enjoys cuddles with picture books and he needs plenty of time to discuss every page and ask unlimited questions. He needs the visual element to his learning and acquisition of knowledge. He then needs to go and do it or play it to firmly embed that in his mind. We might read Squirrel Nutkin, for example. We will discuss the story and the characters, the feelings and motivations. And at the end, we will talk about our favourite bits, the moral of the story. And then think of examples where we might have felt the same as a character. We then go and play it. We reenact it, narrate it and enjoy it. We bring the story to life and the vast skills attached to it, such as memorisation, character building, self-expression, narration, performance, vocabulary all entrenched in it. He will learn more in this one to two hour reading and play session than he would in weeks of literacy lessons at school. And which will be more memorable and joyful? We can visit museums, explore nature with our mixed age friends, meet new interesting people from all walks of life, climb trees on a whim, get messy in the mud, read books by the river, watch movies in the middle of the day, play board games until late at night, invent and create wildly, spend as much time outside as we want and play imaginary dress-up games all day in our pyjamas. We learn new topics and life skills daily. We learn through genuine interest and purpose and we live a life of joy and choice.
When you stop living as you think you should and instead be the guide on your own chosen path, it is truly enlightening. It's such a simple thing if you think about it. Choosing to spend your days with the people you love more than anything and doing the things that make your heart sing and your soul shine bright. We live in a world of spin, juggle, speed, FOMO and hype. We don't need to compete with it or try to keep up with the noise. We have nothing to prove and nothing to gain from being swept up in it all. We don't need to feed the overwhelm with tat and busyness. Instead, we can feed our souls and our children's souls with simplicity, nature, beauty and joy. We just have to simply slow down and live. And so go for those leisurely rambles, embrace the boredom, continue those conversations for as long as you want, reduce all those classes and play dates and just enjoy the quiet and simply be. Go with what feels natural. We have just 18 summers of a childhood, less than two decades of an entire lifetime. Let us hold on to our time as best we can. Let us not give it away so easily. Let us choose how we spend it because we will never look back and regret too much time together doing the things we love. So that's it for today. I really hope you've connected with today's episode of Home Educating Wildlings. Thank you for joining me. I'm creating this podcast in the little spare time I have because I feel so passionate about sharing my thoughts and journey to offer encouragement to anyone who might need it. Please help me to spread the word by taking a few minutes to leave me a review, a rating and those all important shares over on social media. I'll be so grateful. And don't forget to follow me over on Instagram at Kiki and the Wildlings to follow our journey and to be the first to know when the next episode is live. But until then, take care and I really look forward to you joining me next time. Bye bye.